0: It's a full energy one red padded Cause they're my enemies Clive so, and like Rate and review Your whole time's a lady I'm against you We got them with the trophy We're overdue mm-hmm. Now we do the double Make it deja vu It's a move London thing Girl, balance only on the wing. Harry's One of the own Binding He's only got but this is in the key, and we got Delly alina talking that the with shell side with the shell side with the shell side what we see with the shell side with the shell side now with a doof on the phone. Hello and welcome to the show, side, your weekly Spurs podcast. Hello and welcome to episode three. I've committed episode three of the Shelfside podcast. How are you doing, Kwabna? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, Andrew. You good? I'm good. I'm winning this week. I'm definitely winning. So it's a good week so far. And notice I committed episode three. Yeah, no, I did. I did. I did. Took big balls, man. (laughs) Well, you know. No, uh. I've got some retractions from last week. Don't really like to make retractions, but they're not even. Never retract. Never retract. It's a sign of weakness. (laughs) So these are not retractions per se. These are just offering a little bit more clarity. So the first thing I wanted to point out was I didn't actually acknowledge in the end you bigging me up last week when you spoke about I'm really good at what I do, blah, 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 blah. I just got lost in a moment. And (laughs) I'm silently applauding in my head and tapping myself on the shoulder. So, no, I got lost on your point that you made at the end of it. So, thank you for that. That was very kind of you. Whether you meant it or not, it doesn't matter. I will take it.
1: (laughs) I bet every word.
0: (laughs) I bet you did. And the other point I wanted to make out was I still haven't found that Ginilla footage, but I will find it. That's coming. Rest assured, that's coming. And my KDB point now midfielders. When we were speaking of midfielders, I see him as a cam more so than a what was the traditional number six or number eight in the old days of the Premier League. Maybe more like a a Roy Keane or a Skulls who played deeper or a Gerard. But I know we have our differences on the Gerard thing. Not such Lampard, but. And Vieira, I guess they're the big-time Premier League midfielders. That when you look at the greatest, and you say they're the greatest, I see KDB is a slightly more advanced player than that.
1: So I just wanted to point that out as well. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know. I feel like he he does his damage later on, but I think he picks the ball up a lot deeper than a lot of a lot of attacking midfielders do. Like a lot deeper. I think he like if we look at someone like, you know, Ericsson used to play for us. Um, he picks up the ball, I think, just outside the center circle in the opposition half, typically, and then he does his damage from that point onwards. The are anywhere in that center center circle, he'll pick up the ball and do damage. That's what I've noticed about him. And I think that's why it's a little different. Like he because of how many assists he gets in the season, it's very easy to believe that he just kinda of hangs in number ten. Roll gets the ball, turns on a dime, and then finds out who's in the best position to play it to. But he actually pulls the strings from a lot deeper, which is what I think makes him so such an impressive attacking midfielder, because he does his work a lot earlier than everyone else does. That's a very good point. He
0: does seek the ball out. He does drop deep. And for me, that's a that's a true ten. That's not a lazy ten. That's somebody who wants to dictate the play. And I know he's got David or- has had David Silver in there for a long period of time to dovetail with. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think he is a very special talent and drops deep and dictates, which is why he's been so impressive. And, yeah, will make anybody stop 10. Another point I wanted to clarify from last week was who scored your best goal you've seen live? You said number 10. And that may have confused people because, obviously, we know who wears number 10.
1: Yeah, so I meant, I meant your, yes, yeah, so I meant, I was referencing Ericsson as the guy who scores, as in your, you could, my point was that the the football that was being played was so free flowing that anyone in your attacking, I guess in your attacking two, four could have finished it off, right? And I referenced that, you know, your number 10 can finish it off as opposed to like your number nine. Yes, Kane wears number 10, but Ericsson was who was playing number 10. And he was the one who finished off the move.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Just listen to your dulcet tones there again. And I think I may have to call you Keith, Keith Sweat. <laughs> Just because you're getting rave reviews and, yeah, a little bit
1: jealous. So I'm going to call you Keith, Keith Sweat. Yeah? <laughs> you can't really do that. Bacon's the song, man. You don't want that. You don't want that.
0: Maybe the people do.
1: He's <laughs> not want that. <laughs> You that. But yeah, it was yeah that that that's kind of what I meant. I guess you know it's like when you when you've seen some of the best teams play attacking football, it gets to a certain stage where it doesn't actually matter anyone can finish it off. Yeah, you usually get your striker finishing off because they're in the most advanced space. But the football is so free flowing that it's just anyone who's in and around the penalty area, the ball, that position can for them it. because it's not about who scores; it's about who's in the best position to take that final. That final, um, that final shot. Like it could be anyone because everyone's just buzzing around. There's so much movement. Like that's what I, that's when I think attacking football is at like its best. Free flowing. Yeah. yeah, man. Anyone can pop up and score and score because everyone it's like perfectly choreographed. Everyone it's just, people get into space at the right time, arriving at the right time, etc. So I'm going to
0: coin. So we, you in, in the first pod, you mentioned our love of different sports. One of Them being basketball. Yeah. So I'm going to coin a phrase from my coach in basketball, Boston Celtics Brad Stevens. And it's all about the next right play. So if that player is, I don't know, PK for a Barcelona, popping up in the centre of the box. Just because he's the centre half doesn't mean you don't pass to him. He's in the best position. You make that play, he finishes it. That's in your free-flowing, liquid, fluid free-flowing best of attacking football. So, I agree. I agree with you. Moving on to some of the news, not much news, but again, one man seems to never stay away from the news um, cycle for Spurs, and that is Tongi Dombele. So, I don't know if you saw the transfer rumours. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you saw, see, they were mentioned a couple of weeks ago. People scoffed at those. And they came back again. And I have a slight feeling these ones probably have a bit more substance to them. Maybe not the Barcelona swap deal with Artur, but maybe the player exchange of Umtiti and Samedo may have some kind of weight to... Those, I don't
1: know what you think on that. I think it would be a ridiculous thing because because Samedo is someone who has been, you know, he's been okay, he's shown great potential. Um, but Ntiti is someone who has had a lot of injury problems, he's had he just come off the back of knee surgery. And yes, we need a center back, but he's left sided not, center back, left center back, yeah, but he's also not young. So we're taking someone who we know has got great potential and is young, who's got poor fitness problems, for someone who's got poor fitness problems and actually got injury history and is old. That doesn't make sense.
0: And he's a World it. Cup winner.
1: Well, you say he's old. He's 26, I think he is. He's 26.
0: I think so. No, that guy's forehead has definitely seen the war, he's <laughs> not He's not 26. Hey, we he had this it. with Roger Mia back in a day. I'm I'm sure I saw he was 26. Or was that Sameda?
1: Okay. Well, I thought NTT was was older, but I still wouldn't make that. I wouldn't make that swap. Me personally, I wouldn't do it. Okay, let me look that up before I make a retraction next week, all
0: right? (laughs) Someone's getting tired of these. 26, 14th of November, 1993. Crazy. NTT looks at least three years older than me, at least. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. So you wouldn't have the deal, even though we need a left side centre back and there's question marks on our right back and Semedo is Portuguese and was a sensation in Portugal.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. That means but also you... like I, I fully believe that we can get um we can get Max Ahrens. Someone who's already proven in the Premier League. He's done a great job, like attacking as well as defensively. I don't know why we bother trying to get someone off.
0: Do you not have a problem with short
1: fullbacks? Uh, no, I don't, because some of the best fullbacks in the world in the history of the game have been short. In the Premier League. Um, in the Premier League, you've got people like been short, have been good. Like people, people have easily like forgotten how good. Danny Roses when he was good. But Danny Ro- Danny Roses isn't tall. Um no, so he's that to use his body though. He learns. He does, he does. And that's and that's the thing, right? You have to learn. So he he wasn't tall. Ashley Cole wasn't tall. Um, uh, Patrice Evra wasn't tall. Uh, I me mean, three so I need a right back. You need a right back, it's true, actually. No? You need a right back. Well Max Aaron isn't tall. <laughs> um, you can't validate your point with your point. <laughs> No, nah, but he, yeah, that's a good point, you know. Right backs, right backs who who were
0: well, Neville wasn't the tallest, but he was, was taller. I think he was, taller
1: was I think he oh, was five ten. Was Neville five ten?
0: I think he was because he was destined to play centre half, but he wasn't quite tall enough to play centre half. Right, okay.
1: Um, I know, I know. Carl Walker's five ten, and pad uh, power. Yeah, he had serious power.
0: Um, right back, so I'm going to have to come back to you on that one. So all right, you come back to me. You come, yeah, I'll come back, to back to you me. on that one, man. come back to you on that one. Not a problem. Okay. So, shall we get into it then? Yeah, so let's you, get into it, man. You kind of set me a challenge, or set us a challenge this week. And would you like to describe your challenges to us?
1: So, I said that people are running around talking about what Mourinho should do with our team. But I also think that it should be realistic knowing who Mourinho is, the tactics and approaches to games he's adopted before and the players he's had at his disposal. So I thought it would be an interesting challenge for us to take a Tottenham team and build in the mold of a Mourinho team we have seen previously, applying those same tactics and give our full squad and what we could work. And I think actually as a as a game, as a bit of a game changer, because we know that Mourinho likes a transfer. If you can have, if you can make three transfers, think about Whoa, you <laughs> whoa, whoa. This is, I can't do this. Yeah, I can't. You can't just throw it's
0: this like, in. This is just live. You can't just can't tell me I've can't. got three transfers nah. now. Yeah, yeah.
1: You can have three transfers. You can think about that now. I haven't got my three transfers. But oh, free okay, transfers, okay, fine.
0: It. You haven't got yours, but that piece of paper I heard you turn over earlier has probably got like 20 transfers on there. No, nah, nah. Leg- legitimately, legitimately, I've got no transfers. That came to me just now, but I think it'd be fun to do. Okay, thanks. On the fly, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. On that note, you can go first. Which Mourinho team are you choosing? And please tell me that team and your team.
1: So, I'm just going go with the Mourinho 2004-2005 Chelsea team. That team had the most away wins in the league. It had the most clean sheets. It had the fewest goals conceded away from home, most wins overall, and fewest conceded overall. So for me, it was great to see that the team was was very very tight knit. It was defense defensively solid and sound, but it didn't it didn't, I guess, sacrifice the attacking prowess of the team. People kept on going forward. Everyone knows impact that Duff and Robin had in that in that season just terrorizing defensive. So to me it was a great balance. It was a great balance. And it's probably the most enjoyable Chelsea side to watch that Mour- I think Mourinho has, has coached. Can I just say you're gonna stop us or people listening to this pod if you talk about enjoyable Chelsea teams. Yeah Sorry. no you're right. You're you're absolutely right. So apologies guys you know where my heart lies. Um and so that Chelsea team was checking goal left back predominantly was Gallas and then you had John Terry, Ricardo Carvalho and Paulo Ferreira at right back. And then you had Makalele in defensive midfielder or holding. And in front of him you had Joe Cole and Frank Lampard. On your left wing you had Robin on your right wing you had Duff. But they interchange quite a lot. And then you had Jogba up front. I built a team in that image. And I've gone with Lloris in goal. No I've brainer, with, yeah. I've gone with Sessegnon at left back. Ooh. I've gone with Aude road at left centre back. At right centre back, I've gone with Sanchez. And then at right back, i have gone to Oryo. Interesting. My holding midfielder is Nobele. In the mode Um, of Makalele? No. More in the mode of... More in the mode of... See, this is hard to say, but... I was thinking more in the mode of a... Busquets type Makalele type role so basically I don't want I didn't want him to be like a Makalele was very tactically astute um, but he used his small frame and low center of gravity really well to bully people off the ball right he did that a lot and normally I'm trying to use him more as like yeah he can do that but I want him to put more emphasis on intercepting rather than making tackles so he can spring attacks a lot faster
0: So I guess if you look at the classic, the Makalele role, okay, so this is what a lot of people, well, I think it's more recognized now, but the Makalele, the Kante, these guys made a living not from tackling, they're both small frame players, but they covered a lot of ground and they were tactically astute and they intercepted a lot of passes and that was the ball recovery. Or just putting pressure on players because they were always there. Yeah. And I think that was where
1: they made their money. So yeah, I, I hear you. I hear yeah, you. and I think I think when, when we signed Nabele, like his stats for ball recoveries and interceptions in the French league was really, really high. That was yeah. a big part of why why he was um why he was signed. And I think that's kind of what I want them want him to move back to in this system. And then instead, ahead of him... Sorry, can I just make a point yeah. on, on that? So, in Dombele,
0: I fully agree. I think we both have a passion for this guy to become the player he's destined to be somewhere. And let's yeah. hope it's at Tottenham. So how fit do you think Dombele needs to be in this 4-3-3 system? I'm going to ask that question because the best exponents of a 4-3-3 today in the Premier League is Liverpool. And I think their fittest midfielder is Wijnaldum. And Gigi, he covers around 9.5 kilometres per game. Does Dombele need to have a
1: similar kind of output or less? I think there needs to be less. And I'm actually quite surprised... Because I thought Henderson would be their fittest. So did I. I looked but, up today. But um, I think that he doesn't have to be as fit. And the reason he doesn't have to be as fit is because Liverpool almost leave their back line, their higher back line exposed because they trust their defence that much. Their goalkeeper plays a massively high line and he can do so effectively. We wouldn't be playing as high a line of our goalkeeper. And their centre-back pairing is a fantastic one, one that plays high because they've got the pace to get in behind. We wouldn't be doing that on this, in this system as well because the same way Terry and Carvalho were the fastest, currently Sanchez, Sanchez has got pace but he can be a bit cumbersome in the way he uses his body and Vero is not as mobile as he used to be so I wouldn't be playing the high line either. So I would need them, the um, nomination to be explosive between our Penalty box and perhaps the halfway line. And then I am I think the Celso, who's going to be the guy in front of him, has proven that he can pick up from there and do it effectively. Okay, so
0: you made a good point there.
1: I'm going to challenge you on this point
0: because you've just thrown a curveball, two curveballs at me tonight. So I'm going to challenge you on this point. Right. So it's clear that Dombele is playing in the similar role to Makalele. And what and by that I mean Makalele played deeper than Lampard. Cole stroke Tiago in that system and Mourinho thought that was a good addition to the English game because they were coming up against many teams playing 4-4-2 and he found that pocket of space in between the lines. That wouldn't be so prevalent in today's game because many sides play with a 10 or players in that line in that space so I know is good on the ball but you're clearly dropping him deeper than you just said Lo Celso. So mm. that's different again to the best exponents of a 4 today in Liverpool. So is that a deliberate thing? Is that because it's in a mould of Chelsea? Or is that just because Dombele, you feel that's his best position?
1: I think that's where he can be most effective. I think with the way the players in front of him are going to play... I don't need him crowding around that space. What I need him to do is to turn the defence into attack really quickly. What I'm trying to do is to create the most effective replication of Musa Dembele as possible, a little deeper, and then giving the playmaking responsibilities to Lissolso in front of him. I want him to win the ball, I want him to get us up the pitch, and I want him to give the ball on to Lissolso. And I'm trying to find the best way for him to do that. Okay, cool. So, um yeah, so he was playing that role. In front of him where Lampard and Cole were, I'd have Lesoso and Dali. And I think it's really important to note that the it's almost the two in front of him are going to one's gonna to have to take the the goal scoring burden of the midfield and the other is going to have to take the assists of the midfield. Now in that season, Lampard was you know phenomenal he had 19 goals in all games. Top scorer, all- wasn't he? Yeah, it was nineteen yeah, exactly. He had 19 goals in all in all competitions, 13 in the league, but that's still very good for, for a midfielder. But he also had 18 assists that season. So I think that you could get the goals from Delhi Ali because he loves playing in that second striker role. It's where he flourishes. So if you can have him chipping goals and have this also focusing on running the play and providing assists then we're good. And then my wingers I've gone for Son And Burvine because they've both got goal scoring instincts. Like for too long at Tottenham, we've either had wingers who would chip in with the odd goal here and there, or like they would cause fullbacks nightmares, but not actually have that much like end product. Do you see what I mean? They would they would be involved in getting in creating goal scoring chances, but they weren't providing assists. It's like Lennon was, Lennon was a nightmare to come up against, right? But if we were to look at his highest return of assists in a season, it wouldn't be high. It wouldn't be high, and we know that. And we know that more blows hot and cold, but what Son and Verran had both shown is that they can score goals. Son can get assists, Verran can get also get assists, but they can score goals. So it's like the goal burden isn't just on Kane. And so where Drogba was... Obviously, it's where Kane would be. And I think that that's important because in the Marine system like this, you can't just have like a, a goal poacher, right? You need someone who's willing to get in amongst it, cause defenders trouble just for your physicality. But the fact that Kane is such an amazing passer, one of the most under, if not the most underrated passers in the league, to have him there and two wingers beside him who can score goals is a massive asset.
0: Yeah. I hear you. I challenge you. I'm going to challenge this point, point. and it's the Mr X factor, Mr Delhi, Ali. Mhm. You didn't say it, but Delhi is your Frank Lampard. Okay. Yeah, from a goals point, from a goal scoring point of view, 100%. Yes. Yes. Your system, if Delhi plays in that role, almost sounds more like a four-two-three-one, and I tell you for why. I don't believe Delhi can play in a free. I think Delhi's he has world-class instincts for goals, so in and around the box is where he does his best work, and he. Makes great runs. Delhi Deeper recently for me hasn't worked. I think at MK Don's he played there because he was so good. He was head and shoulders above the level he was playing with, and no disrespect to MK Don uh, or that level of football. Mm -hmm. But he clearly came to the Premier League and was ready, so that justifies my statement. He played CM, sometimes DM for us for a very short period of time because his instincts to get forward and score goals showed out. Okay, I think recently and I think in the England team, you've seen it when he plays in a three in the World Cup, he was less effective. And when he's played in a three or in deeper role for us, he he looks a bit lost. He looks a bit cumbersome himself, too many flicks and tricks. And his passing range isn't that of of what a Frank Lampard was was had. And with Delhi, I think I think he benefits from having talent around him, such as a Musa Dembele, such as a Christian Eriksson, and older Verwald when he was pinging those balls, because the runs he would make, those players would find him, and he looked exceptional. In his early days at Tottenham. So I'm challenging that point, and I know you're going to come back.
1: Well, that this is the thing, right? I think that nothing you said there is untrue, but whilst Lampard's assists numbers were high that season, they didn't continue to be that high. And that's purely because that wasn't his range of passing has never been amazing. It's just, it's just never has been amazing. But as an attacking, as an attacking focal point, everything, like the moves and stuff, they came through him. They came through him. So what I'm trying to say is in this system, whilst Deleuze would be the Lampard from a goal scoring point of view, that's what he focused on. Whereas in terms of getting assists and dictating the play, that would be more the Celso's the role. Now Cole in that system, like, he was yeah he was good. He would he would dribble a lot. He carried the ball a lot. He was the main ball carrier in that three. Right, Mcalee didn't carry the ball forwards. Cole did. Lampard going into positions to either pay the final pass or score the goal. If lacelso is the one carrying the ball, he's more likely to get those assists anyway because of the style of play we've seen him exhibit to date. Whereas we know that Delia Lee likes to play off the shoulder and be that second striker kind of shadow striker role. So they're basically splitting Lampard's role into two. So I think it can still work.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm going back to something you mentioned earlier at the beginning, which I didn't challenge. Sessionyon, you think he's ready?
1: He needs to get ready, man. He needs to get ready. There's nothing there's nothing we should he's we've seen in a Tottenham shirt that makes him see makes it seem that he's he's ready. But he started for Fulham in the Premier League and gave a good account of himself. He just needs to adapt, man. He's young. He's young. If he was if he if he had torn it up in the in the championship and then come to the Premier League and struggled, that's a different story. But what's happened is is that he's had a full season in the Premier League under his belt and he's performed admirably. And now he just needs to kick on and do that in a Tottenham shirt. So I think that's fine. I think he just needs to, I think he needs to be he just need to be given games in that role to do it.
0: So I'm gonna challenge you again on the Sessignon.
1: Yeah.
0: I think you're right. He does need to crack on. I think he was in a side at Fulham whereby they recognize his talent and they create a system that allowed him to push forward and he was covered because they all shifted over for him. Yeah. But that's not even the reason I'm challenging. The challenge I'm going to give is Is he a Mourinho style fullback in the system and in a team that you chose? Galas was your left back, and Galas was more defensive minded. And Galas was able, when, say, your right fullback and Ferreira went forward, could make a free at the back, which we know Mourinho likes. Do you well, think.
1: When- yeah, so my point with that is that once Mourinho had the opportunity to upgrade that position and get someone who's more in the mold of Session, he did, and that was actually Cole. So this is just a matter of timing. Like I could have chosen a more a Chelsea team that's probably most synonymous with how Mourinho plays now, but I wanted to take the team which played the most attacking and fluid football. That I've seen the Mourinho team play, so that's why I chose that team. But if I wanted to, if I wanted to take in consideration that left back position, I would definitely would have chose the following year because that's when they got Cole.
0: I think it was Del Horno before Cole, or was it
1: Cole next year? I think I thought Del Horno was at there the same time as Gallup was. Okay, possibly. I'm not an expert so, so, on Chelsea, but yeah. so that's so the that's 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 difference. That's the difference. Like a hundred percent feel that when when even when he can, he wants he wants dogged, tireless, fast fullbacks who want to who have to do their defensive job first, but by all means have to get forward and do that. And I think that Session Young can be taught that way. And he said it. I mean, when he first came to the club, he was like he shares a lot of the similarities that I saw when I first had Ashley and that's what I want him to be, or that he can be that good. He mentioned that to the session, like in one of the first training sessions. So I think I think um, Mourinho would agree with me. Okay. Well, you, the man you call your mate would agree with you, yeah? I mean, we have titles in common, <laughs> you know what I mean? He have titles? yeah. yeah okay, yeah. cool. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I guess on my sub-bench... I would have Gazaniga, I would have Lucas Moura, I'd have Gedzen, I'd have Ben Davis, I'd have Sissoko, I'd have Troy Parrott. and I'd have Yamamoto. Some noticeable missions there. I know, I know, I know, and I, I, it was hard. It was hard for me to leave out Winks. That was the hardest one for me. It was hard for me to leave out Winks, for guess, um, and I kind of went back and forth about that. I feel like. Whilst Winx is good, I feel like Winx I feel like Getson could learn to do what Winx does, but Winks can't do what Getson does because he don't have the physicality or athleticism.
0: So you think Getson will have
1: Winx's passing range? Not his or range passing ability. per se, but being able to pass on a short on a short distance, he could learn to do that. Okay. You can't te- you can't teach athleticism, you just can't. No, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, that dynamism dynamism yeah. and athleticism, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if I'm going to make free signings. Oh yeah, there's three pre- signings. Know, yeah, yeah, you've already signed pre- Ashley
0: Cole.
1: I know what Pessford <laughs> <laughs> You know, you can't even joke about that, you know, If people hear that, if they hear that and they see me in the streets, it could be it could be it could be yeah, it could be It could, could be, it could be. It could yeah. be Um but I think thinking about my my free transfers, I'm gonna go for Max Aarons Um and this is a quite a bold one. But I was thinking the Ligt because he had quite a poor season whoa, at whoa, whoa, whoa. So, how much
0: money have we got to spend? Like, we've got over 100 million to spend now. You got, you got 100 million to spend. So, you've already blown your budget. Did it still going to cost you 70 million? Yeah, but
1: I can get, I can get errands for like 12. Okay, it's so 82 million, 18 million. Who are you getting for the player? I'm. Th- this is tough because I was trying, I was thinking between. I've uh, Vanderbeek.
0: No, from Ajax. oh, is he free? He's freebie, isn't he? Could be a freebie. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Or
1: Condogbia from Valencia. Condogbia, how much is he going to cost you? Not that much, man. I, I think Condogbia could be bought for like 20. eighteen million. I think mean, he could be bought for twenty, but because I've got Daniel Eve in my corner, I'll get fifty. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Then he's going the straight case. into the team, right? Uh, uh, Aaron's goes straight in. Dilic goes... 70 million, he's got to go straight in. Dilic goes straight in. In and, place of... And Kondogbia can, can wait. Who um, Dilic. Dilic goes in in place of... Um, in place of... Uh, Adelvarov. So, and those two are former teammates as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. he can he can take the he can take the learnings from either way either way can be like over the overseeing like you know teaching them the tricks of the trade centre back and those two have to be the future because they're the youngest so we just need to go forward with them okay so yeah that, that would be my team pretty good pretty good yeah let's yeah. Uh, see what you've got to say mate which, which, so, which, which, which team are you going which Mourinho team are you going with
0: so because I've got the wrong page on the homework I actually studied your team, hence why I could challenge your team so vigorously. Now, I didn't go with a 4 3 because for me, a 4-3-3, as you probably could tell, in the Premier League today, I think needs to be more like a Liverpool team with three industrious midfielders there. And I think you need probably a world-class goalkeeper, world-class full-backs and a world-class DM. And I'm not saying Bele cannot be a world-class DM. It's just, obviously, the fitness issues. Mm-hmm. However, my team, 2014-2015 team, so second spell for Jose in England with Chelsea. I think it was a hard thing to come back and try and replicate something that was so successful. Yep. First time around. You've obviously got... Uh, the likes of John Terry just spat after I said his name, a little bit older. You've got checking goal, uh, no, it was Courtois in goal. Sorry, check was still at the club, but it was Courtois in goal. yep yeah. uh, you had Ivanovic, Cahill, and Aspie. And for me, none of those were world class, especially Cahill, but they did a job. I think they were all. Senior pros, fair good, right? And it wasn't like what he did when he came in at 2004 2005 when he was able to get Ferreira and Cavallio who he'd played under him. Um, he didn't have that luxury. Had Matic and Fabregas in at the holding roles, and you had Oscar typically occupying a 10. But as Mourinho likes to call at 8.5, which he had with Oscar, which he had with Schneider at Inter Milan, because I think he prefers an 8.5 because they have to do a bit more work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That goal hanging 10. And on the right, you had William. And obviously on the left, you had the amazing Hazard and Douglas, not Douglas Costa, Diego Costa up front. And I think the beauty of Costa, he occupied two defenders, which obviously frees up space. And similar to what Drogba did in the 2004-2015, freed up space um, for the others. So Hazard typically was one-on-one, and he was always going to win that battle. And William tended to win his battles. Oscar had a bit of creativity, but work great. Matic protected the Back four, and I think this is key. Matic protected that back four. You had Ivanovic who came forward, was good in the year, which helped. And this was the perfect Mourinho assistant for me because you had basically four center halves in that side, right? So, whether Aspie went forward or Ivanovic went forward, you had they could shuffle into the free at the back that he likes to do. Okay, Cahill. Wasn't the greatest, but I think the cover from Matic was good. And then you had your ball-playing midfielder in Fabregas, and obviously Oscar liked to run with it a little bit more. So I'm going with this side. They won the league by eight points, 17 clean sheets, and Costa was your top scorer, followed by Hazard. And I think it was like 21 and maybe 16 goals.
1: Okay. So
0: my team... Starts with Loris in um, Aurier at right back. Yep. We know Marino likes Aurier. We've got Sanchez and Toby. I think there are centre backs. I know he likes Dyer, but there are centre backs. Yep. So they play. And I'll take your Sessignon and, and I'll up your Sessignon with a Tanganga. And I'll tell you for, yeah, I'll tell you for why. Before you answer, I'll tell you for why. Tanganga was more in a mould of, not necessarily Aspie, more a Galas in your 2004-2005 side. But still kind of works for the whole Aspie because he's a centre-half by trade. He can shuffle into a three when Oreo goes forward because we know Mourinho likes that lopsided kind of formation. Aurier will make this team this by the way, this is a four two three one, right? Mm. Not the four three three. But he will make the extra man in midfield when he needs to. And Tenganga can shuffle over. Tenganga will more than likely stay at home a lot of the time. And but we've seen that he can get forward when needed. Not so much on the left, but I think we won't have an issue there. So in the base, I've gone with Don Bele
1: mm-hmm.
0: alongside the Celso. Uh, similar to you, I believe Don Bele can play that role. That's where he thrived at Leon. So He's at his best. He has incisive vision and passing. He plays it early, plays it quickly, he plays twenty yard passes into feet, and we've been missing that for so long. So damn long. Okay. He can get past his man, he can get his way play his way out of trouble. He's got body. He just needs his fitness. And I have a theory on his fitness, which I will share at another time. But cool. I think teaser. Well, I just didn't want to go on too long, but now you've All pressured right. me. <laughs> a little bit of pressure. Oh my days. All right. For Leon, he played nineteen minutes, more often than not. Yes, it was Ligar, but he played 90 minutes, nonetheless, more often than not, right? He played 90 minutes in his first two games for Spurs. Then he had a hamstring injury and came off after 25 minutes or whatever it was. And then has not been the same since. He also looks as slightly heavier than he did for me at Spurs than he did at Lyon. And you have Marino talking about this global fitness, which puzzled me a little bit because I'm like, you had this man for pre-season. He was like, for once, we got it right. We got a player in that everybody wanted, nice and early, world-class prospect. And he was at Spurs pre-season, did that. And all of a sudden, he's got fitness issues. I think there's something going on that we're not quite sure about. We're not being told. Mm we can get it right, like he did with Essien, then we've got a player, a true player, who can quite comfortably do that role. As long as he's got the discipline, I have no problem with him running back towards our goal, under pressure, with the ball, picking up the ball, turning out, giving it, spinning out, getting it back again. No problem with that whatsoever. Uh, He's done that on occasions for us as well. So alongside him, a man that's coming to the fore, uh, not really proving it in stats, if you're just looking at stats alone, but if you see him and what he gives, the Celso, he gives us that not so much ball movement. He's a typical Argentinian in that in that aspect. He likes to hold on to the ball. He likes to run with the ball and then pop it and get it back. Sometimes a little bit too much, but I think he's the best link man we've got if Don is going to play a slightly more disciplined role cool. We know he's got goals in him. He scored 16 for Betis last season. So those two occupy my base. Now, here comes your man, Delhi. Delhi's best when played in a 10. But we can't play him in a 10. He's going to be that kind of man. But it's got to be an eight and a half similar to what Oscar was. So yes, he's got the license to join, but he has to be wary of his defensive role in this and make a free when we're defending.
1: Yeah, and I think I don't think he, I don't think he away from that though. Well, I don't, I don't think when he's been asked, when Ali, when when Ali's been asked to play in that role and dig in a little deeper, he's done it. Like I remember when we beat Liverpool four-one. Yeah, uh, I was going to bring that up. Yeah.
0: He, he did it. Like he I don't think he's someone I think he played in midfield in that role as opposed to a 10 in that game. I don't
1: yeah, think, yeah. yeah. He, he he did play, he did play. you're right, you're absolutely right, he did. But then the fact is if that role is given to him, he can do it. Okay. I think and, and I feel like if that's only if that's the only aspect of the role he needs to take on is when we are defending you Fall and do that. We've we've seen him put himself about make you like, put in the hard yards and run for the team. He's got no problem doing that. So I don't, I don't think that would be an issue. Okay, cool. So
0: I think it's key because, again, he's got that potential to be special. And I think he plays best when he has a natural centre-forward ahead of him, who he mm-hmm. can bounce off of. And the beauty of playing Kane, so obviously in front of him you've got Kane and... To the right, I've gone with Bergwijn, and to the left, I've gone with Son, and I explain why, but they will interchange. But the beauty of having Kane is Kane will have Ali, whose flicks and tricks will get him on the other side of defenders when he's running forward. Mm-hmm. I expect the Celso to find him. I expect Dombele to find his feet from 20-yard passes cutting through lines and I'm expecting Son and Bergwijn to provide crosses because Kane is a natural finisher and those two need to get outside their man or their men and provide crosses when they're wide and I think they both have the beating of their full backs. I think Bergwijn needs to go left as well as right and we know Son can go both ways. Now, the beauty of this is, like you already mentioned, Both those two have goal-scoring instincts. So, it's good because Son, he will naturally go into the spaces. Bergwijn, I believe, will do the same. Kane will always drop a little bit deeper on occasions. And this is where it kind of goes into what he does for England and your point of him being an underrated passer. He drops in to that hole Ali will go beyond him. He can find Ali. Son and Bergwijn have the pace, will be beyond him on many occasions. He can find them like he did famously when I think he set up three goals for England and he set up goals for Ali, Spurs and so on. So I think that works well. With Ali in more of a natural position for him, because I think we've got to play our best players. And the only hesitation I have with this is Don Bellet finding his form and being able to do that DM role with some help from the cell. So on the bench, because you never tell me we're doing benches as well, but we'll do benches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the bench, Mora. Yeah. Gaza, Gazaniga. Mm-hmm. Sissoko. Mm-hmm. How many is that? Three. Yeah. Because I'm Sissoko. I'm going to go with Winks. Okay. I'm going to go... I need a defender, don't I? I'm going to go with Davies. Mm-hmm. Dyer. And I also wanted
1: Parrot, which means Lamella misses out. Yeah, and actually, misses You out. know what? You know what? I'm swapping Getson for Lamella. I'm so, I'm swapping Gedson for Lamella.
0: Yeah?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely doing that.
0: So and what's the other curveball you threw me? Your transfers.
1: Jeez, you do like to just make things up on the spot, don't you? Yeah, I just feel like I feel like people should know they're getting a raw and authentic experience with this podcast. You know, I don't want that pre script preamble nonsense. And people should know that we have what we—they've got some of the, the most brilliant footballing minds that they're listening to right now. Okay, so, all right,
0: cool. So there was a shout for Hobiyo. Uh I think in January. Which I would have been very happy with. Yeah, I think so. Uh but that means he would play in my system in DM role. Mm-hmm. Means Don Bale can move further forward. Yeah. That means LaSalle saw up. Yep. Ali loses yeah. out.
1: Yes. Exactly. Exactly. so That's why I think it's it's yeah. You lose you lose goals, you lose a goal there. Yes. And that's what I was unwilling. That's why I was thinking about my, uh, my. I wanted someone who can dictate in my midfield, as opposed to lose my goal threat. Because it's hard to find goalscoring midfielders these days, man. It is. It is very. So I tell you how I'm going to buy. I'm
0: going to buy Raimaldil. Um, left back. Portuguese. And I will switch Tanganga to right back. He okay. goes straight
1: inside. Alright. Alright, so you put you bought a left back, even though you have Sessignon. Alright, cool.
0: So I see Cessignon, and this is this is a take. This is a hot take. It's not gonna be that hot. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I see Cessin playing right wing going forward.
1: Not even left wing,
0: right wing. No. See this here's the maybe, thing. Maybe, maybe it's a hot take. Oh. Inverted winger. Yeah, it's true. Inverted winger. Yeah. How often system? do you see Sensignon
1: beating his man? Oh, I think right now, right now that's a confidence thing. Because when you see him at Ful- Fulham, he was beating his man regularly. He's not taking men on at Tottenham. He's looking for the safest option because he's bereft of conf- he's confidence. That's why.
0: True. But taking men on as a left winger as opposed to overlapping as a left back are different, right?
1: They are, but he didn't have anyone, he didn't have, because of the system we play, he didn't have someone naturally in front of him to team up. It's not like back in the day when we had Asu and Bale. It's like, you can't, you can't wait for, you don't really wait for overlapping opportunities in the system. You just have to go. You just have to go and carry on going. And then we see the ball in the in the opposition half. So the, like, the mobility and the tactic is just different. Okay. I'll, t- I'll take
0: that. So, centre-half, you've gone with Dilip. Yeah. I'm going to take your delete and I'm going to raise your delete and I cannot pronounce his name properly but I'm going to go for Umpan Ekano. Dayot Umpan him? Who are
1: you talking about?
0: RB Leitzig,
1: um centre-half. Oh, yeah. Wait, the black dude? Yes. Yeah, 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 that's a great acquisition. Oh, that's a great
0: acquisition.
1: Yeah, and he—he he hasn't done it at top level for that long, though.
0: Yeah, hey, neither did Davison Sanchez. I know he's not quite fulfilled his potential at our place, but actually, forget Davison Sanchez. Neither did Cristiano Ronaldo when Man
1: United bought him, right? Mm, yeah, okay. You know what? Okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. That's a big. That's a big, big shot. I mean, I've loved, I've loved watching him in the Champions League. I think he's been fantastic. Um, I think he's got the great, the the perfect combination of having the ball at his feet as well as the physicality. I love him as an option. So yeah, that's a great, that's a great shout. And that's a great shot.
0: so I think I'm on. If the cost seventy, he would cost seventy two. <laughs> So I'm going to have to sell a player, and maybe I don't buy left-back. Oh, my days. Maybe I sell somebody and I buy Timo Werner at his release value at 52 million. back up to Kane, yeah? As a forward. And back up to Kane.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I'll buy two players, totaling 120, and I'll flog someone.
1: We've got some players that can be flogged. You know what? Yeah, can't be mad at that. Can't be mad at that. I mean I think we I think my team is probably more attacking. I think my team is more fluid. I think your team probably harder to beat. I think people are going to be more excited about my transfers than yours, though. I Timo Werner. And yeah, I mean, oh yeah,
0: and the guy's name who we can't pronounce properly. Yeah, but we've got to, we. The problem with our side, as you as Mourinho's touched on, is that we're unbalanced, right? We've got already got fantastic attacking players. Son and Kane have both been in the Ballon d'Or conversation, right? Ali has been spoken of as a Real Madrid player in the future. Bergwijn, hot prospect. Still leaves Mora,
1: Parrot, Lamella. I mean, L- yes, yes, but I mean the only ones that's still kind of relevant in that space are probably Son and and Kane. Just dismiss Bergwijn. Yeah, because he had like a season off, man. He needs to go back to the season he had before last. If he can do that, then yeah, you're right back in the conversation. Okay. Well we we both know we've been watching this game for a very long time and people don't always get back to that.
0: I think he will. I think he's young enough. I think he's hungry enough. I think he will. But that's cool. It, but it. your side's more attacking, mine's more solid,
1: mine beats your side. Eight out of ten times. Just saying. Nah, that's <laughs> that is trash. That is trash. Well, my my team, my team, my system concede few goals with Cessin Young at left back. Listen, the system is the system, mate. <laughs> yeah, you know you watch enough sports to know that the system comes first. Fred Stevens, exactly. Again. Popovich, yeah. These are these system guys. Be the system guys. When well, the system is right, and even. Pochettino proved, bro. If the system is right, you can swap people out, man, and it's fine. Fair enough. Fair so enough. people need to people need to commit. If they commit, then we're good. So
0: what I, I you probably didn't see was I actually ran a poll on this on Twitter yesterday. Yep. So I asked the people. I, I ran a poll actually. I think two or three days prior, but I'll come to that one. In a second, but I ran a poll, asked the people which system should Spurs play? four-two-three-one, four-three-three, four-four-two, or 532 stroke 352. Which one do you think, one?
1: 352.
0: No. It was four two three one. Four two three one and four three three got the highest number of votes. Four three three was winning for a while, but then four two three one.
1: I think one I think that I genuinely think that's familiarity because I think when we were paying when we were when Pochettino switched there was a time over Christmas where we fixed, we switched to a three four two one. And I remember we beat Watford away where Trippier got two assists. Yeah, like that period, that period of time, we that formation looked like it was made for us. It was it was wild. We were so so good. We dusted off Chelsea with ease. It was beautiful. But was I think beautiful. this this formation
0: has flexibility because Aurier does like to go into that midfield space. And I was looking at his heat map recently, and not quite Danny Alves. But he's on the midfield line, more than than not, of his mm. average position. So that's why he's had that license to make that lopsided defence. So I think we had that flexibility. I think with Ali in between the lines, we have that flexibility also. So I, I think four two three one becomes four three three, and four three three becomes four two three one. And then that's the point I wanted to make because other than Tanganga, we have
1: exactly the same players. We've just put them in slightly different positions. That's that's fair. That's fair. But that Tanganga one is actually that's a big that's a big big shot. I don't know about that. I've seen him as a future centre back and
0: Yes, but you're right. But how do you learn to play as the best centre back you possibly can be? And that's by being able to play full backs right and left and that way when you're stuck in center half and you get dragged out to the to the left or to the right like toby in his prime like yan in his prime comfortable yeah because you're not a stranger to the fullback area that's a very good point
1: that's a very good point that's a very good point future planning future Future planning yeah no i think i think it's good i think it would be interesting to see what um how other people view you would win out of our two sides. The tactical nuance is where the impact is made. But yeah, it's a good side. Basically,
0: good said side. you're a better manager than me. You realise what you just did, that you
1: just now tried to say listen, you're a better listen, than me. I just, listen, some people say the game is mental. If that's the case, I'm currently winning. But I mean, listen. <laughs> I let you believe that you're winning. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I don't ever visualise losing. So we'll just leave it down to the... <laughs> that that to the audience let let, let them decide
0: let us know whose team will win let us know man let us know I already know that you prefer my formation but that's cool so going back to the question we asked last week we asked about best captain in the Premier League era, best Spurs captain in the Premier League era and it was without doubt just one man, hands down, Ledley King. I
1: uh, yeah, Ledley King for me is easy. And I think Consonant that's impressive. What... Yes, like led by example. Didn't talk all the time, but when he talks, you best believe people are listening. Like that's what you want. That's exactly that's exactly what you want from not even from from a captain. You want that from a man, like. That's that's what you want. You want someone who is impactful. Doesn't have to kick up a lot of fuss. Doesn't have to make a lot of noise. But when he does, you listen because he has got his. He's earned his stripes. You can't no one's going to question Leddy King, and that alone deserves all the respect in the world. So for me, it was very easy. I, I agree, like Ledley King, all the way. So Ledley by
0: a clear margin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who do you think came second?
1: it's hard I think that Nourish is probably out there because he's been there in like recent times of of relative success but I would perhaps hmm it's hard man because I don't really see anyone else as like real stalwarts like there were people who kind of did it for a bit like Kabul did it for a bit Keen did it for a bit um <laughs> Who would I say came second? I'm gonna go with Loris. No. It was Dawes.
0: Michael Dawson.
1: Yeah, I guess, but he was just kinda like a he was like a a by proxy captain. Do you know what I
0: mean? He hey, was, I was a bi proxy had,
1: captain. Yeah, but I didn't he did it, he did it right. So
0: But I don't think Loris should have come second anyway, because I don't think he is a captain. And I think he got it by default because we didn't want to lose him. And I don't think he's doing us any favours being captain now. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we had shouts for Stephen Carr, Shearwood, Robbie Keane. Did you say you hate Stephen Carr? Yeah, dickhead,
1: man. It's just a strong statement. No, dickhead. And if you listen to the pod, I'll let him know as well. Bro, he tried to go like he was bigger than Tottenham, yeah. Then he went to flipping Newcastle. Come on, bruv. Are you joking? Yeah, I know. Are you know. joking? No, 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 no. If you wanna if you wanna talk big with your chest, oh uh, yeah, uh, i to big, I want to go big do bigger better things and win trophies. Gotta go to Newcastle. Go on then.
0: <laughs> True. Down. But when he was at Spurs, he was good.
1: Yeah, he was decent. Yeah. You need to relax. He, he was like he was good for the for the time needs to calm down. I just to want to around, give... Run, run around talking like he's Carlos. Bro. He's not Carlos. He needs to calm down. <laughs> he did score a Carlos
0: Esco against Man United. Yeah, he did, yeah. That's it. So, favourite captain, non-spurs, recent times, club or country, who have you gone for and why?
1: So easy. Steven Gerrard. So easy. He is he was the reason he was the reason his team didn't win didn't just win games won competitions he was the reason they won competitions he dragged them from the brink on multiple occasions against various oppositions in big big games milan olympiakos And then, like, FA Cup FA against Cup, West Ham, West yeah. two mad goals. Like, he does that. He's from Liverpool. He bleeds. He bleeds that Liverpool rope. Like, he he encapsulated everything you wanted from a captain because he refused to lose. There was a time where it was a good, maybe, like, three-year period where watching match today was boring because every they spend like, half an hour talking about the amazing thing Gerrard had done. And on some occasions, he did things that were just amazing going back as he did going forward. That is so rare. Some of the tackles he would make, some of the interceptions, some of the long-range passing, some of the thunderous shots, the assists he'd make, game-saving tackles. It was, Sometimes you look at the game and you think to yourself, are there like five Steven Gerrards playing? Okay. It was, yeah, it, like inspiration. You could see it. You could see it on the, it's almost like when he wanted to, he would flick a switch. And once that switch was switched, you knew Liverpool weren't going to lose. And to have a player who can do that is just, is just so rare. So, so rare.
0: As always, Quabner, all good points. But you failed to mention the Steven Gerrard slip, A. And B, the fact that he never won a Premier League title with his beloved Liverpool. But I'm just picking here. He was a fantastic captain, one of the most elite captains the Premier League has ever seen. So I can't really argue with your choice, fantastic choice. But I'm going to go further afield. I'm I'm going to go with a player who probably wasn't the best in his youth class, probably wasn't expected to have such a career that he did. He may have fallen into a very good side probably on paper wasn't the best player in his team either. No, he's overrated. You said he's overrated. You don't even know yeah. who I'm gonna say. I think I know who you're gonna say. Who am I gonna say? Tell me. You say Roy Keane? No, I'm not gonna say Roy King. Oh okay. No he's overrated. I'm gonna go with Carlos Peel.
1: Oh what you want the international? Yeah. Just I like thought, you threw curveballs. Nah, yeah, see, nah you said you said Premier
0: League. No, I said non, anybody, anybody. Non-spurs. Oh, okay, fair enough.
1: All right, international cool. or club. Alright, well, in that case, yeah. It's hard, it's hard to argue, Carlos Leclerc. It's hard to argue that bit. I think he overachieved.
0: I think yeah. he wore his heart in his sleeve. Yes. I think when needed, he came through. 100%. He managed to nurture a young Gerard Piquet into becoming one of the top centre-halves in the world in his prime. And I even saw that he became a peacemaker in El Clasico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, In that famous incident. And I've seen him give his players rollickings for acting, diving, rolling around. He just wanted to get on, play the game, and win the game. So... He was my man. And Yeah.
1: It's hard, it's very hard to argue with that man. Like, he's a one club man, came through the through the ranks. He was undersized as well at the centre back. Still managed to dominate. He dominated so many he wasn't the fastest, but he was so smart and aggressive in his defense that he shackled some of the the best center forwards in the world. Definitely. It's hard to argue. It's hard to argue. Puyo, man, he's that's that's a great, great shout, great, great shout. Thank you. I mean, the reason I put Gerard ahead of, of Puyol, the captain, is because Gerard never had the wealth of talent that Puyol had ever. Fernando Torres, Suarez. Yeah, you can name one of Chevy in ev- Alonso. In every in every in every position that surrounded Puyo, he had a top five player in that position globally. Well, PK wasn't when he came. Do you realise that Jimmy Chirri is a Champions League winner because of yeah. Jim Gerard? Yeah. Think about that. No, I, Think about I that. that. I hear that. Or because Jimmy of Cherenko. Jimmy Chirri.
0: Bruno yeah. Bruno Charu. Yeah, no. Let's stick on Chirore because it wasn't he the one that did a drag he, back into his own net. Yep. Yeah. Milan Barosh.
1: These are people who now have a team of Champions League because of because of Gerard. Think about
0: that, mate. Nah, 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 nah. nah Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. That's a
0: good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. But I think we need to wrap this one up. We've yeah, gone yeah, yeah, on yeah. for an hour. We, we keep on over... you <laughs> G- <laughs> realise that. We're setting expectations that are unnatural. And we're not going to be able to maintain this level of production. Even... For all your dulcet tones, keep Sweat. <laughs> I just want to do some quick shouts to the guys cool. on Twitter who keep yeah. on keeping on with us. So, Marky K, 1981 he wasn't happy with Hugo. He definitely put doors ahead of him. On uh, the captain shout, on a formation, I got a lot of feedback. We got a lot of feedback on the formation. Um, in particular, I want to shout this young man, uh, Josh Baines. He was very active and involved. Um, also Spurs Point and Nick Mollet. And this is the guy, Ade Pailo. I think his name is. Ade Pailo 2. He also gave a formation and mentioned sign-ins. And one of those was yours, Aaron's in there. He mentioned Ruben Diaz. Great minds, great minds. He also mentioned having Dombele back. And I thought, oh... Is this clubs and dis, um, disguise? In disguise. <laughs> disguise. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. You know, some people just some people get it, man. Some people yeah. just get it. He got it. He also mentioned Grimaldo as well, left back, and just seen Calvin Phillips as well, uh, which is a player to look out for in the championship, along with Eze, who we've mentioned in the past. But I think that's a wrap. I think cool, all that's
1: cool, left cool. to do is to give out our handles, so I'm going to leave that with you. Yes, partner. yes. so do reach out to us at ShelfPod on Twitter. Um, we are loving the engagement we're getting, we're loving the feedback, and it's a great platform for us to know what you want to hear about and you know what you'd like to hear more of, what you perhaps think of some of the outlandish views that we pose on here. Um, so, do, do that. You can find us on all podcasting platforms Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the big ones. So, do rate and review. Those reviews are really important, guys. So, just let us know what you're liking. Five stars only because we only give you five star content. So, that's a wrap. Thank you very much for listening. It's um, good night from me.
0: And it's good night from me and my team will win. Run the outro.